On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, we'll tell you which former Mariner will have the best 2023 in their new home. Plus, a familiar face joins Seattle on a minor league deal. Let's get into it. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube. Or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. On the show today, we'll pick a former Mariner we feel is best suited to find success with their new team in 2023. Plus, I'll tell you how you can watch as many Mariners games as possible this spring but colby let's start here because we actually have some minor mariners news coming out of camp earlier this morning from shannon dreyer of 710 seattle sports cole calhoun was spotted in the mariners clubhouse today yes the mariner killer himself most notoriously killing the mariners as an anaheim angel for many many years uh it's been a struggle for him the last couple of years though uh we'll we'll certainly get into that uh but uh, before we get into calhoun here i'll uh i'll give the floor to you so you can uh, vent your feelings about uh ben gamble who also recently signed a uh, minor league contract but uh, not he with was Mariners, right with the there ty he was yeah. right there and unlike yeah. cole calhoun ben gamble has been relevant the last two years so uh, you know who else has been relevant the last two years tyler naquin who also just signed a minor league deal but sure let's give it to cowboy cole who cares <laughs> can't hit lefties to save his life and last year ran like a 33 percent strikeout rate with a wrc plus about the same as sam haggerty against right-handed pitching Ooh, gotta get that guy not ben gamble cole calhoun was really good defensively like four years ago though so i mean that counts for something <laughs> nothing it counts for nothing jerry jesus christ it's a minor league yeah. deal so ultimately it doesn't really matter but I, if this ends with Cole Calhoun making the opening day roster over anybody, I mean, literally anybody, hands will be thrown at one Gerard <laughs> DePoto. Okay. This guy's a bum. Ben Gamble was right there. Just had to pick him up. He's right there. Tyler Naquin. Even better. Right there. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. ah. Cole Calhoun. <laughs> The guy who sucked so bad in Texas last year, we intentionally walked the hitter in front of him like five times to get to Cole Calhoun. That's the guy we want. There's value there. Honestly, Leonis Martinez is better. And Leonis hasn't played Major League Baseball for four years. So, yeah. <sighs> Oof. That's, yeah, wow. Uh, Calhoun, this past year, you know, he's 35 years old now. In his age 34 season with the Rangers, he actually played in 125 games for the Rangers this past year, which is mind-blowing considering Might how bad he was. Might explain why the Rangers sucked last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 196, 257, 330, triple slash line with a 67 WRC+. plus. That's good for, guess what, Colby? A negative 1.1 F4. Ooh. Yeah. He did uh, smack 12 bombs, uh, 49 ribs, even had three steals. Uh, but he also struck out 32.1% of the time and only uh, walked 6.4% of the time. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I'd be pretty surprised if we even see Cole Calhoun play a single game for the Mariners at the Major League level. But who knows? You know, injuries can stack up and uh, all of a sudden, you know, Calhoun's the, the next guy in line. Uh, 
you know, not I would rather here that we uh, we'd never get to that point. <laughs> but, I would rather start Jack Larson than Cole Calhoun. Oof. oof. So. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather keep, I'd rather put Evan White on the major league roster as a left field only than but, start Colby, Cole Calhoun. But Colby, you have said in the past that there is no such thing as a bad minor league signing. Are you saying that Correct. this is a bad minor league signing? <laughs> yes, because Ben Gamble was right there. He was right, right there. there. He was right there. Yeah, yeah. It's it, like if you it's can, like he went up to the vending tell. machine. It's like he went up to the vending machine, and Gamble was like a six. And Jerry was only half paying attention, and he hit A9, and then Cole Calhoun ah. fell down. And he's like, oh, well. Yeah, I'll take it. I only had a quarter, so. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Like, he was right there, and so was Tyler Nicklin. <laughs> but, uh, no, seriously, yeah. it's, I mean, it's not a bad signing. Like, yeah. who cares? If, if you couldn't he's tell, though, Colby feels, Colby feels very slighted by this, uh, by, by not landing It is Gamble. a slap in the face by somebody who I thought was our friend. But now I'm thinking he just showed up to do our interview because it was good PR for the team or something. I uh, there was a bond that was built, but apparently not. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you should have pitched it to him. You you had your opportunity and you didn't. He said he was going to bring back familiar names. I assumed that was Ben Gamble, not Lael Martin. And Cole, Cole Calhoun, Calhoun is a familiar name, right? Yeah, a I mean, player under, under like, Jerry Depoto in Anaheim for for many yeah, years. I I know. And then like a few days later it was Leonis, and I was like, oh, that's. I mean, yeah. Ben Gamble's right there, but we love Leonis, so I'll let it slide. But no, yeah, yeah, no, we get, bring in like the five foot three right fielder who can't run, hit, or throw anymore. Awesome. Yeah, now, to be fair, a, Cole Calhoun a, was actually pretty good against righties uh, in 2021. In like okay. a hundred plate appearances, so yeah. Woo. So 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 since leaving Anaheim, he uh, he left Anaheim after the 2019 season. Uh, signed with Arizona. Obviously played for the Diamondbacks during the uh, COVID shortened season. Uh, 54 games and was actually really good that year. Um, yep. Only hit for a 226 Very. average, but he was uh, he got on base at a 338 clip and slugged 526. Uh, mm. That was good for a 125 WRC plus. He was really good in 2020. Um, yep. And then 2021, like you mentioned, good against righties overall. Though posted an 80 WRC plus, 51 a, in 51 games. He had a negative 12 WRC plus against lefties. Negative yeah. 12. Yeah, that's uh, that's not great. Uh, wasn't striking out a lot. It's it's weird though. You know, he's never really been a high strikeout guy. And then this year, I think his career high in strikeouts in a season was twenty four point one in twenty eighteen. I'm looking at his Fangraphs page. Actually, it was twenty five point six in twenty nineteen. But then he goes all the way uh, to thirty two point one percent in twenty twenty two. After going uh, twenty one point nine and twenty two point five in his two seasons with the uh, with the Diamondbacks, yeah. weird uh, <laughs> weird trajectory for for him. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, I, I don't, you know, uh, no. Kalnick's obviously the guy for now, and then we'll see, you know, how Marlowe potentially fits into the equation. We'll see, you know, right. how long it takes for Tremel to get back and all that. But uh, so I, I'm not really concerned about Cal- Cole Calhoun playing actual right. major league games for the Mariners. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And I mean, like in the one in a million chance you get 2020 Cole Calhoun, that's a pretty good DH, um, at least yeah. against right righties. So, uh, there is one open roster spot we're assuming, and that's just, of course, assuming Dylan Moore is healthy. Um, 
but there's one spot on the bench. Haggerty's the heavy favorite, but I, I feel like, you know, uh, Moran has a shot. Um, and I, I guess you throw Calhoun and Martin into that, into that competition, but it just seems unlikely. So, uh, we'll see what happens with it, but overall, uh, you know, it's just it's it's a camp body, and and I wouldn't be too terribly shocked if this is kind of a precursor to Seattle trying to get Cowboys playing days. Uh, Jerry mm-hmm. was the guy who, who I believe drafted and developed Calhoun when he was with the Angels, and he's always uh, really liked uh, Cole Calhoun, and and to even today he called him a great clubhouse guy and um, just a, a good player to have around all these young guys. So. Uh, I get it. It's a camp body, but again, Ben Gamble is right there or Tyler Naquin. Yeah. I don't care which one pick, but yeah. they would have been significantly no, no, more just, interesting just, than Cole just say, just say what you really feel. You, you, you want a Ben Gamble. Tyler Naquin you, is just being thrown in there. Well, but I mean, you, you no, really want to gamble. First of all, first of all, Naquin's a pretty good player. So the fact that you're no, he is, a minor he league is deal, but I know that you're, you're only really hurt second of because all, you did not get Ben Gamble out of the situation. Second of all, have you seen Ben Gamble in the, future jerseys or yes, whatever yes yes the turn ahead the clock jerseys yes, yes we've heard about this time and time again i feel like i need to get like a turn ahead the clock jersey. So i could just point to it yeah you should just like <laughs> hang you should print it out you should print it out frame it hang it up in your background and then you will also have right here okay yeah when i look yeah. up i'm like mm. yeah, ben yeah. It'll ins- yeah it'll inspire you yeah all right um so the Mariners saw quite a few names from their drought ending season leave uh, this winter, but which one of those guys will have the best 2023 with their new team? We're going to be talking about that. And we're also going to be talking about the Mariners TV schedule for spring training in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything, including the Warriors at plus six against the Lakers or the Pelicans at plus six against the Raptors. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. So... Mitch Hanniger, Adam Frazier, Carlos Santana, Jesse Winker, Abraham Toro. All these guys have departed Seattle. They're now with new teams. But which one of these guys is set to have the biggest 2023? Which one of these guys are we going to look at at the end of the year and go, man, maybe the Mariners shouldn't have let that guy go? Or more accurately, which one of these guys is going to get overblown? Which one of, the, which one of their seasons is going to get overblown by... A certain sect of the Mariners fan base, I'll I'll say, to just put it lightly. Um, I think there's one really obvious answer. We've talked about him quite a bit this offseason and just how it it just it seems so likely that he's going to blow up uh, this year after a down year this past season. That's Jesse Winker, right, Colby? Yeah, I think it's probably a no brainer uh, that it's Jesse Winker. Uh, Last year was awful um by by Jesse Winker standards 
Um, and really the standards of anybody with eyeballs, but, uh, you know, he did walk a lot, so it's kind of buoyed his WRC plus. So it looked better than it actually was, but yeah, Winker was a disaster last year. Um, but when you look at his track record of what he's done throughout his entire career, it's, it's almost impossible for me to look at the numbers last year and not say that's just a huge outlier. Um, that doesn't mean it would have worked in Seattle. Uh, there were other issues, uh, with Jesse Winker, he wasn't, uh, I don't want to say he wasn't liked, but there were some, some issues with his effort and in the field and all that stuff. Some of the, it didn't, it didn't mesh well, let's say with, with a lot of the guys in this clubhouse. Per, per reports, of course, but you know, right, it, it did seem pretty evident based on what was happening reports. on the field. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they, it just wasn't a good fit. Uh, and Winker was hurt last year. He battled quite a few small injuries and, and that had an impact as well. Um, so yeah, I, I just feel like Winker's going to go back and he's going to hit, you know, probably 300, 360, 480 or something like that. And, uh, you know, be a, a 135 WRC plus guy and, and, you know, the people can get to play their, their favorite game of judge a trade in a vacuum, uh, and ignore all the reasons that the trade was made. Uh, so yeah, it's probably going to be Winker and, and, you know, I think, I think it, like, if we phrased it, like which player would, will fans miss the most? Probably Mitch. Yeah, but absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, how many games is Mitch Haniger going to miss? Right? Like that's, that's the big question. And so right. it's hard to say that he is going to be the biggest loss when, uh, you know, biggest loss on the field when he's hardly ever on it. So if well, Mitch plays 145 games, maybe he can overtake Winker for that. But I mean, yeah. you want to bet on that? Because I don't. And the Mariners obviously didn't either. So uh, I feel like Winker is yeah. going to have a really nice year. I mean, Winker is the guy that when they traded for him, we touted as, yeah, we, we touted him as, you know, one of the 20 best hitters in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. That's who he's he been prior to, you know, last year, really, uh, for, yep. for most of his career. Um, I just don't think that that guy just went away. And now he's in, you know, he gets a change of scenery. Now he should be healthy mm-hmm. after his procedures that he's had done this uh, this winter. Um, you know, because obviously he was dealing with some stuff last year. Um, and, you know, he got off to a really frustrating start and that kind of just snowballed into everything else. And, you know, um, yeah, I just, ima- I, I just, I have a hard time imagining that he is just this guy now long term yeah now i mean yeah he's like does that make it a, 30 so. does that make it a does that make it a bad trade though eh, not really because i mean winker doesn't necessarily fit within the context of this current roster right now yes they do have the dh spot still mm-hmm. open but god he does not give you any sort of flexibility in the field because he is just so awful out there and that's right. not going to improve that part of his game is not going to improve it's really just it's so you know all of this is so predicated on his bat getting back on track because yeah. that's all he really has to offer and i think that you know when we look up he's going to end up hitting like 25 bombs you know yeah. hit for like 280 and uh and you know right. and if colton wong struggles this year if he doesn't have necessarily the year that the mariners you know we were hoping for uh, i'm sure that's uh, that's going to be a, a trade that uh, is looked back on uh, sure not, not too kindly yeah it's it's always difficult when you like try and grade trades because what's lost so often is the context in which the trade is made we did this a few weeks ago yeah. when uh justice sheffield was dfa'd and and like well yeah. 
I mean, Sheffield didn't do anything. So obviously the, the Yankees won that trade. It's like, well, no, because the Mariners got those wins back when they needed them. And that's more valuable than the wins they would have gotten in 2019 with Winker. It's just, you know, the Mariners needed a second baseman. They liked what they had in the outfield. Uh, and yep. there was a there was a culture clash of some kind between Winker yeah. and the Mariners. What was the process? Yeah, was the process sound? That's ultimately what yes. you have to ask yourself. You know, you you. It's hard for us, especially you know, in sports where hot takes dominate the conversation all the time, right? And you have to just have a, a really a black or white view of everything that happens, especially when it comes to trades. As my light tried to fall finally for the first <laughs> time during a recording of Locked On, but I caught it. Got reflexes like Spider-Man, uh, Toby's Spider-Man, to be very clear. Which means uh, no reflexes. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you know, where was I? I? I completely lost my train of thought there. Um, oh, it's about the pro. <laughs> you, you know, you got to think about the, the process, process of the trade of the, versus the result of the trade. Yeah. yeah, versus the result, right? Because again, you know, like I said, the, the conversation is ultimately dominated by having this like black or white you know you have to pick one side or, or the other you know type of uh type of view and so that's not really how these things work right context is very important when you're talking about transactions and so the yeah. context of when the actual trade was made you have to go back to that day why did the trade happen what motivated both teams to make that deal what motivated the mariners in this particular instance to trade jesse winker for colton long and it was essentially like you said winker was not a fit in the clubhouse, clearly, even though that the Mariners essentially denied what Ryan Divish reported, um, but and then it, traded him. It was <laughs> two weeks and later. Then traded him like two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. So like clearly there was an issue there, um, mm-hmm. and you know the the guy just he's just a DH. That's really all he is at the end of the day. And if you don't think that he's going to be able to get back on track offensively within your club, you got to move on because he doesn't provide you any other value. So meanwhile, you had one of the worst second base situations this past season, and you have an opportunity to land a guy that you have coveted for quite some time in Colton Wong, and you have an opportunity here where the money is basically a wash. It makes a lot of sense on both ends. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I think at the end of the day, no matter how these guys end up performing this year, I'm fine with the trade. I'm fine with the yeah. process of the trade. It's a sound process. You know, I wasn't like doing backflips over the Mariners acquiring Colton Wong because I like, you know, pretty much every other Mariners fan had, you know, we're hoping like, hey, like, you know, I would like Trey Turner or one of those guys. But hey, you know, Colton Wong's a pretty good uh, baseball player, too. So the Mariners uh, got better, but not in the way I wanted them to. <laughs> We have to roll fit. This team what doesn't is, care. What, what, is, what is what is wrong with being like, hey, I I would like my favorite baseball team to sign Trey Turner. Uh, because it wasn't based in reality. Unless you believe that uh, one random dude who said that Tr- Turner was sitting down with the Mariners and then ten minutes later, <laughs> yeah, ten minutes he signed later, with the he like literally the ten minutes later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is tweet of the century, by the way. Um, yeah, that was that was an incredible. Those ten moment. minutes, yes, where Mariners Twitter <laughs> was convinced that we were about to sign Trey Turner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, you and your complaining bunch. Like, I don't like how my team got better. They got better, but I don't like how they did it. Okay. They got better, but they could have gotten even more better. No, they couldn't have. All, I'm just saying. They couldn't, they couldn't have gotten have. better by signing Trey Turner because Trey Turner wasn't ever going to sign here. <sighs> Look. Stop Whether it's based on reality or not, I would just... Whatever. All right. We're... <laughs> I'm not doing no. this anymore. No. Okay. All right. Let's uh, 
Do you, is there anyone else that you want to talk about? Do you want to do you want to spend a couple minutes on Carlos Santana, Colby, Adam <laughs> Frazier? <laughs> no. Or should we move I'm, on? I'm I'm okay moving on from them. And by the way, side note, I could totally see a scenario where the Mariners reacquire Carlos Santana at the deadline. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think um, we even honestly, talked about that. Yeah, and honestly, I could see him if like if everything works out a certain way, I could see him reacquiring Jesse Winker because you only have to put up with him for two months and he's your full time DH. Like I could see him legitimately doing that. Now, obviously the Brewers would have to be out of the playoffs, which, you know, would be Corbin Burns fault at that point. So naturally, maybe, naturally. Yeah. So maybe just get Corbin Burns too. So maybe the, if Corbin Burns is the problem, maybe the Brewers just want to get rid of him in July. Zach Deloach um, for Corbin Burns. That's I mean, done. It, it would sting, but I think Cole, I would Cole Calhoun for, for Corbin Burns. Sure. Um, I'll say this. I, I do think that Frazier will be a little bit better than he was last year. Sure. Uh, but, still not better than Wong. Uh, I think Santana pretty much is what he is at this point. Um, and then, you know, I'm rooting for Abraham Toro, but you just haven't seen enough to think that he's going to make a huge difference. And I actually think Swanson's probably going to regress some um, back to the, I agree. back to the mean. So to me, it really yeah. is Winker or Hanniger, um, even though those are the obvious answers. And I just think I trust Winker's bat to rebound more than I trust Mitch Hanniger's body not to collapse. So that's why I picked Winger. Right. So I'm going to give you something else to rant about here. So get excited, <laughs> Colby. Uh, we're going to talk oh, about no. the Mariners spring training TV schedule here uh, because it's uh, on the root sports side of things. Not great. Uh, but I do have some good news for folks that are MLB TV subscribers. You're actually going to have an opportunity to watch baseball tomorrow yeah i know that's really hard to believe considering how cold it is <laughs> in the state of washington right now uh, especially if you're in the areas where it's snowed uh but yeah the mariners are playing their first baseball game of 2023 tomorrow against the padres at 12 10 uh pacific time uh that game not on root sports but uh the padres are broadcasting it on bally sports which means that's going to be available on mlb tv i uh i put together a definitive i guess we'll call it uh tv schedule for spring training for the mariners um on a google sheet we'll actually link that in the description of this episode on uh, both youtube and uh, the podcast platform so if you're listening or you're watching right now you can take a look at it as well but uh yeah tomorrow uh you can see the mariners on tv if you have mlb tv uh, and then saturday against the angels they will be on root sports but then you gotta wait like Let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven days until you get your next opportunity to see them on Root Sports. Uh, between uh, that time, though, there will be a couple more games on uh, MLB TV. There's actually one that's going to be a national uh, televised game on MLB Network. That's against the White Sox on uh, February 27th at 12.05 p.m. Uh, and then the uh, March 1st game against the Cubs is also on MLB TV. Uh, but yeah, March 4th is the uh, next game on Root Sports. That's against the Rockies. And then you have to wait until March 10th, 11th, and the 12th for the next three Root Sports games. And then after that, you got to wait until March 19th for another Root Sports game. Uh, there's only nine Root Sports games this whole spring, which that's unacceptable considering that the Seattle Mariners own Root Sports. So, Colby? I, I know you have some thoughts on this. So I would love to hear them. 
I'm sorry, Ty. I was too busy watching backpacking across Switzerland on route, which is on route right now. Which, well, what do you know? It's about the time all the Mariner games are on. But you know, we gotta we gotta watch Greg Amsinger or whoever interview Floyd Greg, Ma- Graham, Mayweather. Ben, ben Singer, yeah, yeah. We gotta watch him interview Floyd Mayweather's first sparring partner instead of you know looking at Emerson Hancock's new changeup. So uh, why would we want to see that? That would cost me money to send people down there. You know three people to operate the cameras like oh no we can't have that even though they're already broadcasting the games on the radio lord forbid we spend an extra 10 grand to get more than nine games up here um which is dumb because you're down there already anyways because you're broadcasting the second game of the spring it's not like oh well we're gonna wait till the second half and then we'll do like nine of the last like 11 games like no it's like here's a game here wait a week here's a game here wait a week here's four in a row wait a week here's one wait three days here's another like it's the dumbest schedule you could possibly imagine um it is worth noting though that uh wednesday's game march 1st is available if you have fubo um Mm. it is on marquee sports network they play the cubs yeah uh so yeah look you know this doesn't impact me as as much as it does you guys uh, because obviously I'm already out of market as is. I'm using MLB TV in general to watch all the Mariners games anyway. Uh, but still, this is incredibly frustrating uh, for, for Mariners fans because, look, I'm sure the logistics of it all is is a little bit more complicated than maybe it seems to us simpletons, but uh, you own the network. Figure it out. You can air yeah. more than nine games. The, the Padres are airing like 19, I think, yeah. right? Yeah, you have three Root Sport Northwest channels, and you can't dedicate right. one to to showing a game, you know, a, a spring training game, the year after they break the drought and the interest amongst the Mariners is higher than ever. You're like, nine is enough. Oh, is it like yeah. nine in a row, like the last nine, to like really get people hyped? No, it's like one here, one there, and then like three in a row, like on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Which ironically is during the week that you're right. likely going to be down. I'm going to be watching the games anyways, so like doesn't help me at all. Um, so yeah, it's just it's dumb because I like on be honest out there, folks. Do you watch root sports for anything other than the Mariners games or the cracking games or like live sports? Is there yeah. any other reason you watch Root Sports? And the answer is no, because Root Sports isn't good. I I gave you their two most popular shows, backpacking across Switzerland and some random dude I've never heard of interviewing players I couldn't care less about. And then like, once but you, you don't starts, care about Graham Bensinger interviewing Ryan Sheckler? No, no I don't even know who <laughs> those people are. But sure, no, we can't. Well, God, God forbid we we send down two extra camera operators so that we can do more than a game a week in spring training. Like, and we're not even asking that much. Cause it was like three years ago prior to the pandemic. We got like 18 games, right? That was awesome. And yeah. now we get nine and they're not even all in yeah. a row. They're not even like even remote. There's no rhyme or reason to the nine. So, so let me, let me count these down real quick. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So 18 of the Mariners spring training games uh, this year, you can watch uh, via MLB TV or uh, Roots Sports. Right. So again, we'll, we'll have the link but, to, the, to the schedule that I put together in the description. But nine of them require yeah, you to spend more money. Yeah. 
to watch these games when yeah. they own the freaking network that the games yeah. are being televised on. They own the yeah. team. They own the network. Tell me, tell me all you want about the, the, you know, logistical problems of running more of these games. I don't care. Figure it yeah. out. The Mariners make you more yeah. money than any, the Mariners are the only reason you exist as a sports network. Let's be very clear about that. I mean, but Colby, this is the same sports network that kept the Kraken away from half of the state of Washington for like a year and Don't a half of the team's existence. Don't get me started on that. Uh, this entire yeah. show cannot be me yelling into the mic, okay? I mean, I'm, try- I'm trying to to make it that, though. <laughs> if it wasn't clear. I know you are. Because... We, we, haven't, we haven't gotten a good, you know, full-on, you know, Colby rant episode in a while, so trying to, trying to facilitate that today. Because um, that's what the people want, man. I'm not the I'm not the monkey where you play the little music box and I dance around dance, for you. Dance, monkey, dance, dance. No, <laughs> no. So, yeah, but no, just a lot. Of, there's a lot of stupid going around right now. That's all I got to say. And unfortunately, sure. a lot of that stupid involves the Mariners. So, yeah, yeah. Um, nevertheless, he was right are, there, Ty. Ben Gamble was right there. Anyways, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we're gonna get so many people mad that I'm yelling. <laughs> My volume is gonna be so high. Eh, whatever. Is I mean, now that you're on your new laptop, though, like the the mic is uh, better. It's a better volume now, so I haven't had to lower it. Uh, all right. Well, nevertheless, we are excited that baseball is back. Uh, tomorrow, I think we're gonna do a fan fiction Friday though, because we're gonna be recording the show right before the game starts, or maybe during the game i don't don't know uh we'll we'll see um colby and i still have to talk about that so we'll let you get we'll let you guys know what we're uh planning on doing over on uh on our twitter so keep an eye on that if you want to know what's happening on uh tomorrow's episode of locked on mariners and then uh starting monday i mean we're we're gonna do a mailbag show on monday but uh you know starting monday we'll actually have games to talk about and have you know, we're we're not going to get too deep into the overreactions over, uh, you know, stuff that happens during spring training games, but we'll have some takeaways. We'll have some things that we'll uh, we'll talk about from some of the games that we can watch, that we are allowed to watch <laughs> from the little morsels that uh, the Mariners and Root Sports will uh, will give us. Uh, but that's going to do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.